The date is June 3rd, 1983, and we are watching The Man with Two Brains. Welcome to I Used to Like This One. Hello and welcome to I Used to Like This One, the show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly and attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up. My name is Sean Wells, and with me all summer is the Dr. Alfred Necessitor to my Dr. Michael Herfurfer. Hello, I'm Aaron Knowles, and I love slimy brains. You sure do. Oh my do. god, do you? You've got an obsession. <laughs> show stocked. Yes. Brains. Well, this week we are looking back at June 1983 when the movies and theaters were Cheech and Chong still smoking, Blue Thunder, War Games, oh. a little movie called Return of the Jedi. What's that? Uh, it's uh oh, sorry, you may know it better as Star Wars Episode 6 Return of the Jedi. Mm. Yes, we have to make sure that we Disney plusify that. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Blue Harvest. Yes, our movie for that's true. Yes, our movie for today, The Man with Two Brains, which earned ten point three five million dollars on a mystery budget. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Couldn't find it anywhere. I looked in several of my usual sources and none of them paid off for me jeez so. it was definitely low yeah but 1983 so 10.35 it could have been a five million dollar movie but we'll yeah. never know we'll never know only someone knows yeah <laughs> if you know feel free to give us a call <laughs> If you're that if guy, you if you're the <laughs> you're numbers guy, guy from the man with two brains starring Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And hopefully you have more sense in this movie. But it doesn't take half a brain to know that this is when we insert our spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Yeah, there it is. Yes, I like it. <laughs> brain puns coming. They're they're just going to, you know, be yeah. on our mind all day. So yeah, it doesn't even gray matter. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't. So. The tagline that appears on the... Well, I've got three taglines for the poster of this movie this week. They're they're a little longer, but, you know, I gotta say, I kind of like all three. So, let's see if you agree with me. First, he's a world-famous brain surgeon who wants only one thing in a woman. The perfect mind in the perfect body. Okay, okay. It's long. It's wordy. But I'm here for it. Yeah, and 83, the taglines are generally wordier. Mm -hmm. I've noticed the further back in time we've gone on this show, the you know less sensational the taglines are and more just very direct and to the point, but we're, we're a lot silent. to say. If by that theory, then silent movies had like a novel attached to them. That's right, because <laughs> you weren't going to hear anything in the movie. Maybe they, yeah, maybe the poster for those ones were just all the, the cards <laughs> yeah, from the movie. Memorize yeah. this before you go All in. the dialogue cards, yeah. Well, number two, danger, health warning. Watching this movie may cause severe brain damage. Hmm. And then they wink and give a thumbs up to the camera. Huh? <laughs> yes. 
They said brain. Well, number three, and I mean, I've always find it interesting when they name drop the actual actor, but that's 1983 for you. Steve Martin is a world famous surgeon. He invented the screw top zip lock brain surgery. Trust him. Nah. No? No. Okay. No. So two out of three? Two out of you'll three. Give it, you'll give it two out of three? Okay. I see a fourth, though. Yeah? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think that is? So funny, you'll laugh your head off. Boom. Why not? Yeah. Or you'll screw top laugh your head. I don't know. You had it. No. Because it's, it's ziplocked. Yeah, should have just left it at uh, what you had. That was that was perfect. <laughs> that was succinct. But it's also not a 60-second synopsis. Ooh, the man with two brains, you say? Not really. Not sure where the title came from because I'm going to spoil this for you. Not once in this movie is there anybody with two brains, except maybe an Abe. Maybe. <laughs> right? Give me the next 50 to 60 seconds to explain. Man is doctor. Doctor is lonely. Lonely doctor meets pretty crazy lady. Pretty crazy lady wipes that wallet down. Doctor is what we used to is what we used to call whipped. He then falls in love with a brain. The brain falls in love with him. And doctor is now a psychopath. Now murder's okay. Pretty much this whole movie is about greedy people, weirdos who love brains, amazing cameos, and in the end, nobody really ever has two brains. There's your 60-second synopsis. I did my best. Screw it. (laughs) Screw that brain on. Well, I have to commend you because your last one was exactly 60 seconds, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yes. Stay tuned was exactly 60 seconds. I'm going to get there. All it takes is a little practice. Yeah. Just like brain surgery. <laughs> so the man with two brains I mentioned at the tail end of our last episode is one that at one point I went back and I'm like, well, I got to watch The Jerk and I got to watch Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid and I got to watch Man with Two Brains. So like I, I just went back and had one of this these movie marathons of Steve Martin's early career when when he wasn't fully white, just mostly gray white in in the old uh hair area i was wondering where you're going yeah um well and pubes <laughs> i i don't know is that where you wanted me to go so it, no. so the man <laughs> the man with two brains is one that i saw once i think i'm pretty sure i've seen this but boy oh boy i it took me a minute to get into it once we uh <laughs> once i watched it this time so i i can't wait to get there but aaron do you have any experience whatsoever do you know anything about the man with two brains before you watched it what is it called the mandala effect where you think you've seen something or you think you know something for sure yeah. and you find out it like never existed i feel like i had that with this movie i feel like i had seen it before and then i watch it and i have never seen this movie in my entire life never and it it was was, it was one of those maybe 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 i've seen this yeah yeah did i did i i I recall like uh, Yeah. yeah i mean man with one red shoe is another one of those for me where i'm like I think I've seen that, you know, that Tom Hanks movie. I'm pretty sure I've seen it, but have I, have I really, all I'll I'll say is this is like, you've, you've seen plenty of scenes from this movie. You've seen, you've seen plenty of, 
memes or gifs or something from this movie. That's where, like, this movie is highly clipped. I've seen it in so many things. So that's where people may get the idea that they've seen this movie. But really, it's one of those movies you would absolutely know and never forget if you had seen this movie <laughs> in real life. And it was... It Jesus. was a trip. It, it was, was a, a trip. trip. Yeah, well, let's jump into The Man with Two Brains, directed by Carl Reiner, produced by William E. McEwen, David V. Picker, and written by George Gipe, Carl Reiner, and Steve Martin. There we go. Uh, you know, kind of a hefty lineup. Right? Very. And and a very long opening credit sequence, I gotta say. With <laughs> with just watching the plasma orb. Because at first I wondered, should I be waiting for this orb to do something funny? Or is it that kind of movie? And you get through the credits and it's like, I guess it's not that kind of movie. Yeah. And then as you start to watch the movie, you go... Oh, it is that kind of mute movie. Where was the plasma orb gag? You know? This this movie, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This this movie much like its title didn't really know what it was. Yeah. Right from the beginning. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, talking about those credits, let's let's talk about who is involved in this movie here. Carl Reiner, though that guy, he's been around for so long, and this is one of those things I didn't, I did, I would never have expected from him. Yeah. But yes, yeah. cast wise, this movie is just is stacked. It's another stacked. I, hold, hold on, I gotta say, especially if you think of Ocean's Eleven, Carl Reiner. Yes. You know, it's exactly. like, oh yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Saul. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Yes, this cast is stacked. It it absolutely is. So. You got obviously Doctor Steve or Steve Martin as Doctor Michael Herferfer Herferher 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 Yeah, So he's he's the star. He's the main actor, the brain surgeon. You got Kathleen Turner who just looks fantastic. Oh my god, dynamite movie. Yeah, Dolores Benedict, the crazy, crazy, your 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 eighties typical crazy rich wife. Well, and I I remember yes, War of the Roses, and also the Romancing the Stone, and you know, and whatever Jewel of the Nile, Jewel of the Nile. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I I definitely remember Kathleen Turner in that era, and of course Jessica fucking Rabbit, man. You know, like. And I mean, we we breezed over Steve Martin pretty quickly, but I mean, True. Steve Martin—he kind of speaks for himself. He he's like, like one of those guys that has a reputation that precedes him. You yeah. don't really have to say anything much about Steve Martin. We'll we'll how about this? We'll give you a couple of things. We'll give you a little teaser in case you don't know Steve Martin, Father of the Bride Part One, Two, and I don't even know if there's a three, but who cares? Three part Amigos, two, the Three Amigos. Uh, man, always like. Right next to it was at Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short, and like, yeah, that's yeah the the murders in the building. They got that, and they've also got their like oh, to, oh, touring yeah. show. If you saw their Netflix special, where they're I don't know Steve Martin, Mister Banjo, Mister Arrow through the head, Mister King Tut, Mister like singing with the Muppets. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I Steve Martin has just always fucking been like the gray haired guy in my life. Uh, I don't know him in any other way than, than white-haired Steve Martin. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
the few clips you'll see of him where it's gray haired Steve Martin, it's like, oh, wow, that's that. And this, he's a little bit gray. It's always weird. It it seems like a movie that dyes his hair is always doomed because a movie like Mixed Nuts, he went brunette in that one and it wasn't a good movie. So Pink Panther, you know, he's in the Pink Panther. Oh, yeah, Pink Panther. True. You know? He was, uh, yeah, Three Amigos, The Jerk. Okay. Did, yeah. So enough. Yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. We're done with that guy. On, He's on to, enough. On to Dr. Necessitor. Yes. Dr. Alfred Necessitor, by, played by David Warner. Now, what else do I know David Warner from? So David Warner. Do I know what? him from anything? Uh, that's, I don't know. That's Let me I... throw out... A little something called now beat me too if you want to, but there, he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, the t- he was in Titanic, Doctor Who. Uh, oh, see, okay, he's he's a name I know from Doctor Who, I think. Yes, yeah, Sweeney but... Todd. Huh. Um, let's see, Planet of the Apes. He just had one of those looks where it's like, do I know that guy? I think I know he, that guy, but like uh, he's been in a ton of shit. Yeah, he's just Part- one of those guys that he's always around. Okay. Yeah, I like he probably has one of the longest IMDb lists that I've ever had. Two hundred twenty-seven roles for a for a non-voice actor. That's way up there. However, look up Danny Trejo one day. But he does do some voice acting. <laughs> just FYI. So yeah. he was like the the uh, MIB the series. So he definitely did some voice acting. He was a okay. Doll's House. Um, if I'm if I'm not mistaken wasn't he the professor in animal house no 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 i don't think so (laughs) i feel hold on i feel like i gotta figure this out now uh hansel gretel tripwire spies twin peaks Blue Tornado, Lost World, Tales from the Crypt. Hey, he even did Cap- Captain Planet and the Planet Tears. He voiced in that. Um, ooh, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Interesting. So maybe not. Maybe he wasn't in that. But like, I feel like no. This is he, yeah. He's definitely a different guy. This guy's like in everything, and you would recognize him. You definitely recognize his voice. But he's definitely done a lot. Oh, and you're right. Okay. It's not yeah. him. It's a-, a different guy. Yeah, Animal House is John Vernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, David so, Warner, yeah. John Vernon, close. I don't know. <laughs> Paul Benedict is the butler. Uh, I mean, we're getting into a bunch of people that aren't aren't necessary. So I guess it wouldn't necessarily be too stacked. But well, James Cromwell. I mean, yeah, you know, because of Babe, James Cromwell always has a soft spot in my heart when he shows up, and he's been in a couple of the movies I've watched recently. He was in Explorers. And things like that. He oh, just yeah, shows up in yeah, these yeah. small parts. So he's the realtor in this. Earl Bowen, who is the Terminator psychiatrist, as Dr. Felix. <gasps> yeah. And yeah. shout out, you have to go deep in the IMD to be to this one for right down to the bottom because she's uncredited. Uh, Sissy Spacek plays Anne Umelumemehe. No or, shit. Umelumemehe. Umelmehe. Umelmehe. Hey, though, I think that might have been it. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like, not not too. I guess. Okay. So, I guess I was a little over exaggerating when I said it was definitely a a stacked. But I mean, to be honest, the people that are in it 
the main cast is pretty iconic. Yeah. The top two. So, your your number one and number two on the call sheet are big names. Yeah. And then the others, the the last several ones are movie are people that you've seen in many films, you just may not like recognize their face right off the top. So Yeah. So we open this movie right into surgery. And oh, God. and Get that cat out of here. Get that cat out of here. And I'm like, oh, that's what the moment when I go, as soon as that scene was done, I go, okay, it is that type of movie. We're yeah. in for sort of an airplane movie. And I did Airplane, it... Naked Gun. Yeah. Um, like all of hot those. Shots, like that, hot shots, loaded weapon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost a skit film with with a plot. But I was interested when I went to find a copy of this to see it classified as horror. And I'm like, huh, like, would you classify young Frankenstein as a horror? Uh, more so than this one. Yeah, I wouldn't. But more so, I would I would classify that one more horror than this one, because this one, like young Frankenstein actually had like some i mean some like some violence i I don't know see and it's funny because i was watching it with that lens on it because i saw that before i hit play i'm like horror huh and so i had that lens over my eye and i could see how they might be trying to build horror but in such a slapsticky way that i mean is it like dracula dead and loving it is that what we've got going (laughs) on here uh leslie nielsen yeah um so this, I mean, on IMDb, they classified as a comedy, romance, and sci-fi, which, you know, I, I <laughs> okay, yeah, I, you know, I see those more than obviously horror, but I guess so. You know, there's there's no blood or gore to where I would ever say this thing is like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, and and then I got very confused because you know he's driving the one guy home, and. I, I always like to point out when people are terrible fake drivers and Steve Martin, but <laughs> maybe it's the tone of the movie that, ha- you know, it doesn't matter, but they're also not wearing seatbelts. Okay, fine. 1983. But then all of a sudden they hard cut to this scene with Kathleen Turner. And I'm like, Oh, was that scene over? Did I sit on the yeah. remote? Like, did I skip a scene? Like what the fuck? There's a couple of moments like that where this movie kind of just like, jumps from scene to scene yeah or even within itself and it's just not edited very well well in the whole opening it goes back and forth between this car seat and the kathleen turner scene and it took me a minute to catch up it's like where are we what's going on and then i'm like oh okay here we go the two worlds are colliding quite literally when he hits her with his car which she basically is catapulted over and physics wise it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And then also, you know, so just to give some some context to, to the listeners, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Herfurfer uh, leaves surgery and he has a uh, in his car. He's he's riding with a, a journalist and a journalist is obviously doing a story on him. And he's being very pompous and very just pragmatic. And as he's, he's the driving best. home. He, yeah, he and, he's he, Buckaroo they, Bonsai. I mean, he's uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and they're switching between. Um, oh, now I have to scroll down to her name. So, so Dolores, who's played by Kathleen Turner, uh, is in a fight with her current husband. Yeah, who she's basically trying to. She's gold digging. 
she's gold digging, she's but gold she's basically digger. trying to for <laughs> try to force him into a heart attack. Yeah. So that she's you know she can get away with the money. Okay. See, um, I thought maybe it was that the angelfish is actually a poisonous fish. See, I thought that that too because I and I I think I don't think it is. I think that was just like a scare. The lionfish is the one that's. Uh, 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 the lionfish is the one that's poisonous. Well, and it's of like course the fugu fish. fish. I mean, yeah, the yeah. fugu fish. I know that from the <laughs> Simpsons. Thank God. Yeah. But yeah, so she's actively trying to kill her husband, but then ironically gets hit by a car by a, a brain surgeon doctor. Who this is where and and then and then we pop into one of the most. Uh, I've I've seen this scene many times. It's the one where. Steve Martin as a doctor is running over to this little girl. She can't be older than five or, you know, maybe five years old. And he gives her like all these straight directions. He's like, all right, I want you to go to like, uh, get a phone, call, you know, whatever. Call Valley the emergency hospital. room. Yeah. Goldview, yeah. And then like, you know, tell him to have a, uh, an ambulance with whatever ready, this and ready number doctor. Do, 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 number, I want five, this five, five. anesthesiologist. Yeah. 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 And then she repeats it verbatim, perfectly back, perfectly back to him. And she goes, sounds like a standard, subdermal hematoma uh and he goes that's where you're wrong and he's like you know it's like obviously a a, a, a non-dermal or like over dermal hematoma go back to nursing school three years you're ridiculous he's, he's just like chastising this little girl that anyways but yeah like that's one of those scenes where you see it like constantly being shared around the internet because it's just a funny now scene. i want to say this early for me that's the mvs of the movie that's right, right there. The most valuable scene, that little girl knockout performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. She was I could have stopped watching it at that one. I could have stopped watching it that scene and been yeah. done with the film. Hey, good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, he ends up like I guess he ends up falling in love with her as she's laying there dying on the ground. Yeah. So, as we all do. That's yeah. how all the greatest love stories start. Yeah, you hit you hit uh oh yeah back to the future that's yeah. how that happened that's true um yeah the big sick i can't think of another one i don't know the big sick yeah oh yeah the big sick <laughs> well yeah, the yeah, big yeah. six a spin on it yeah yeah on that old chestnut mm. so yeah i don't know that's the florence nightingale effect isn't that what that <laughs> one is see we're yeah. bringing out mandela effect florence nightingale effect somehow here we have to work in like stockholm syndrome you know we'll we'll figure out a way and actually I, I think we might end up coming up with something in here that we could say is some loose stockholm sy syndrome but <laughs> but meanwhile Absolutely. yeah he hits her with his car and i like the also like the fact that he's told that you're too close to this because you hit her <laughs> <laughs> and well who else is gonna do it i'm the best well there's the there's another doctor he's dead or he died in europe six weeks ago uh so not only is he dead but he's six thousand miles away yeah yeah <laughs> some of the jokes in this movie like like that one i don't know maybe it was like a a, a generational thing because i mean they're they're quippy they're kind of funny. They're just not like for me, they just weren't necessarily landing a lot of the, the jokes. They come at you hard and they've got like kind of uh, some of them have a very vaudeville esque quality to them. Yeah. And so thinking of the fact that Steve Martin's uh, stand up, like early stand up is very hyperactive and wild and crazy. Yeah, he's very hand, very animated. It kind of makes you think. Steve Martin came up with a stage routine and they let him film it with different costumes. 
that you know and at times that's how it feels because he's got the very vaudeville act he's got the yes. arrow through his head and <laughs> shit like that so so, so he so he can conti- he completes the surgery on her saves her life but he's also fallen in love with her yeah. obviously deeply and then we find out when he goes home that he's uh, he's still recovering from a recent passing or uh, not so recent but a, a passing of his last wife yeah <laughs> and then yeah. there's a scene where he asks her to give him a sign <laughs> that one is that where you were going with that yes and oh my god see i i, I can't believe you you jumped over the fact that they decide to shave a heart into oh, Kathleen yeah. Turner's pubic region <laughs> and the whole scene with the nipple where he's like, okay, enough of that. Cover it up. Okay. There's going to be a lot of scenes. Me. I'm going to need you to remind me of like, <laughs> those two were very specific. scenes. He goes into surgery and like when he's walking into the surgical, the, the OR he's got, and, and again, like I, I know the, those two guys are actually like actors that are still around because I've seen them. Yeah. But yeah, they're literally like shaving her pubes into like a heart because it's, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> so does that mean she uh, fucked like what a savage bitch? She killed uh, the guy's fish on Valentine's Day. Yep. Oh, and yep. and not, ki- killed just, him. Killed him. Not too. just killed his fish, but fed it to him. Fed him. Yeah. Fed him his fish. Yeah. I mean, we've got some like Hannibal Lecter shit going on there in a way. And, yeah. And then there's just a scene like the surgical scene where there's just like a boob. Just a boob. Yeah. Just a boob. <laughs> right there. Right there. Hey, just in case you missed it, here it is. Yeah. yeah. And it flashes back to Steve Martin to the boob, and it's like, cover that up. I'm a man, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, yes, he, he does. You're right. He falls in love with her, and he, he asks for a sign, and she sends a massive sign, uh, the most intense oh sign. And he's like, and anything, anything. I love house his... shaking, wall cracking, paint shifting, uh, light destroying, like just turbulent house. Nine point five on the Richter scale, shuddering, yeah. and he he just goes, any sign will do. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say the screw top method is interesting, isn't it? Because there's no seam at all. Nope, no scar. Yeah. No loss of hair. It makes you wonder how he did it. He's just that good. Yeah. He's the... just that good. Yeah. <laughs> that stupid screw top method. <laughs> oh. And as stupid as it, as it was, I like the sight gag of the the coroner taking away the guy. And then there was like the little person orderly taking away the dog. Oh, I mean, it was, yeah. it, it was stupid and it's probably offensive. I don't know if it is. I I'm not either of those gags. things to say, but it was it was that. Yeah, that it's it's a prop comic <laughs> like it's it, it's a prop comic has a movie. That's that's yes. what this movie is. It's, yeah. Everything's a prop in this film. Everything yeah. is a prop in this. Everything you will hear about is a prop in some way to be used by. Uh, mostly by Steve Martin, maybe a couple by by others. But well, yeah, the, like the, Kathleen Turner men. uses Steve Martin's finger yeah. as a prop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. As she recovers from surgery, Michael falls in love, and then they get married. Yeah, in, in the hospital. In so, the hospital. So that's quick, or she's in there a long time. One of the two. 
and pretty much they don't ever consummate the marriage because Not Dolores is, is constantly constantly I think it almost lasts up to like six weeks of him, them not consummating it because she's complaining of a headache. And 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 Steve Martin's character is obviously okay with that because he's a brain surgeon. He knows that yeah. there's... A headache there's, you know, is a bad sign. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah no. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. You're recovering. And then, and then um, you know, they come up with a great idea to go to, the, to go honeymoon to Vienna. Yeah. Well, see, and I mean, like, even the fact that she didn't even kiss him. At the uh, when they got married, where she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, the wedding! This is this isn't the time for that." <laughs> not, not that was now. savage. Like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> oh boy, sucker! There's yeah. a sucker born every day. And and short, but shortly after they're married, like she's quickly hooking up with the very sexy janitor, or uh, <laughs> sorry, not janitor. Uh, sorry, gardener. Gardener. Everybody. Everybody. Well, everybody. Yes, but yeah. especially that gardener. She likes that yeah. gardener. <laughs> that he, very tan gardener that she's afraid of. That was such Please. a yeah. That was a weird scene. You know, it's like I I was trying to wrap my head around the logic of how it was even working as an argument because, okay, I'm terrified of him. So when's he alone? Shouldn't you be asking for him to not be left alone? That she's like, gaslighting him. Yeah. So he's just that naive. He's yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, he. You know, I don't want to. Please let me know when he'll be here, so that I can, you know, know when I when I need to be afraid. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, it was funny. I I do uh, also like. I wish this moment could last forever when he carries her oh over my the God, threshold. Yes. Carries her into the house. I wish the moment, and then like. <laughs> <laughs> they get the picture developed by the time he wakes up and he's still standing there holding her like it just and she's like passed out yeah <laughs> so oh uh, yeah so stupid yeah so we keep cutting back to like his surgeries and mm-hmm. at one point there's like the lone ranger and tonto watching oh yeah in the observation the room and i'm like okay we've gone full airplane at this point yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think that was the thing that kept throwing me off like at one point you know is this i'm trying again i'm trying to remember she she says like you know we'll have we're finally gonna do it we're gonna finally consummate our marriage on and he comes home from work early or he, or he goes into surgery uh and he does basically two surgeries two at surgeries once. yeah and then gets home and she's like I can't wait for this to happen next Tuesday. <laughs> she puts on a lot of perfume too. Yeah. Like she's just rolling that thing up and down her leg and arm and everything like that. Yeah. And like, I wasn't mad. Yeah. Next Tuesday. Okay. Next. <laughs> I will let you know that in the finger sucking department though, I'm extremely satisfied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and let's, we, we can't forget to mention, that Steve Martin's character is is carrying around this Barbie doll, yeah, of his ex wife, yeah, bobblehead Barbie doll of his uh, ex wife that he talks to, quite passionately. Barbie, yeah, this yeah. is not the Barbie movie that I wanted to watch. No, no, no. This is more of the <laughs> Barbenheimer the hashtag Barbenheimer. Can I now yeah, exactly. hashtag that for this episode? <laughs> I like the demonstration where everyone in the audience is saying murmur, murmur, murmur. 
Oh, murmur, yeah. Murmur. What are they saying? Murmur. Oh, okay. Murmur. Murmur. Yeah. <laughs> so I think probably about oh, now is when we're... Hmm? Right. I remember where I knew David Warner from. This is this is what I uh I had this in my notes. Ha! <laughs> I you didn't even list it off the uh off the list. This is where I know him from. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: The Secret of the Ooze. He's yes, the scientist the in that He's too. He's a scientist. Yes. The um the T T I G F or T G R I T G R I. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had I did so have true. that. Yeah, I did have that in my notes. Yeah. And then and then we've got this weird uh, subplot like okay so they they decide to go on uh or they are on honeymoon now aren't they? Mhm. They're on honeymoon to yeah. Vienna. Right. And and they they've decided to put in this side plot of the elevator character. The the elevator, the, or the killer. elevator killer. Sorry. Yes. 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 <laughs> Which which we find out when uh when we see uh that uh Steve Martin's character is finally pushed to the limit of being a, a, an elevator killer as well he uses a a brand of window cleaner i've never yeah. heard of <laughs> yeah but but i think i need to tell you about it in sponsorship corner Always on the lookout for product placements in movies. This week, The Man with Two Brains is brought to you by Chrysler, Mercedes and Volkswagen vehicles, Hitachi Televisions, British Caledonia Airways, which was real, Coca-Cola, <laughs> and but the fictional Pain in the Glass window cleaner. Pain in the Glass. <laughs> I love a good pun. I'm I'm there for it. And this has been Sponsorship Corner. This this movie definitely had its sponsorship moments for sure, yeah. and I'm surprised that uh, one of your sponsorships wasn't the um, I was gonna say the TARDIS of apartments, yeah, because <laughs> I don't know who did his decorating, but that place looked huge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, we get, I we get it. I do oh. realize something I could have put in is I could have put Kathleen Turner's ass. Because apparently for $15,000, you can grab her ass. And then he's like, she's like, what? You don't want me to work? That was a oh great line. I laughed so that hard was... because you know what the first thing that came to my brain? Like, uh, what? He's like, what kind of career is that? So, a- ask like so many people today, like with OnlyFans and shit Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, for like, sure. Now now it's a job. You got people paying off their houses because of their OnlyFans. Yep. You got what? Oh my god, it's insane. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, we got so uh they're in Vienna uh, at a a a a medical conference which, you know, he's going to go speak at. Uh and that's where after his little presentation where everybody's murmuring yeah. <laughs> in the audience, uh Dr. Hefferher meets Dr. the scientist, Dr. Necessitor, yeah. Dr. Alfred Necessitor, Necessitor, who has created a new brain technique mm-hmm. that he wants to show Dr. Herfer for her. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to, he, he doesn't disrespect him. He he actually wants to work with him. Yes. At first, but, 
I mean, Doctor Herfurfurfurfur is is a little bit hesitant because you know he he kind of works alone. He can do mm-hmm. two train brain transplants at the same time. Pretty and, and without issue. Also, yeah. I I fully expected him to leave to leave that surgery with like some pretty re- real issues with those patients, but nothing, nothing aris- ar- you know, nothing has arisen from those. Yeah, yeah. It's, sorry, going back to what your comment about like the TARDIS apartment, I I do like the idea that the walls are still paper thin though. Yes, <laughs> literally. Like, it's like, oh my god, yeah. It, which we find out, yeah, it becomes even more literal and it becomes an ongoing joke. Yeah, but just like the fact that it's like you get lost in this environment, and then it's like, hey, keep it down in there. I yeah. love the neighbor yelling at them. Like that was definitely hilarious. Yeah. Also, the fact that he had like secret, like secret walls, and like like a, a he had a, like a almost. What would you call it, like a fortified door that came down from the yeah, ceiling? Yeah. Like he really went the extra mile with this place. And I he, like how the butler it. keeps like having to bring I, in new doors. Bring in new doors. Like the the scene where he ends up crashing through the door that he's bringing in is great. Yeah, like that's good. Yeah. But yeah, we end up seeing his brain room. Oh yeah, so the brain quite room. The brain room. One would call it a a, a brain closet. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we see Dr. DeCessor's brain, what would you, foyer? Foyer? Uh, brain, foyer? brain alcove? Alcove, yeah. Well, no, well, I think it's bigger than an alcove. Chamber. Cha- brain chamber. Brain chamber. It was there I the like whole that. time, yeah. It was. <laughs> Sometimes One, the what, easiest you solution, could, yeah. You could bring it together and call it the brain burr. The brain burr, there we go. There you go. Yeah, you gotta um, carve that into wood, you know, and put it over the door. Welcome, welcome to the, the brain, brain burr. burr. <laughs> well, we find out that, you know, Michael in this while he's chilling out in this brain burr, waiting for Doctor Necessitor to go do something. Michael can communicate telepathically with one of the brains. Yeah, only one of them, but hey, it's the it's the perfect brain. It's the perfect brain. Connection, I guess. Is... Yo, soulmates. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Like, they both have ridiculous names. So Well, I guess I guess he was standing there singing a song called Under the Bamboo Tree when the brain of Anne Umalemehe it starts singing along with him, and that's when he realizes that he has this telepathic connection to one of the brains in the jar. And it ends up being almost love at first thought. Yeah. I do like how they rapid fire spell each other's names for. Yes. Uh, that that was <laughs> that was fun. It's like, oh, OK. Yeah. No, he is actually saying her for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it did take me a minute because at first I'm like, "How is a brain talking without a mouth?" But yes, no, we, like you said, we find out it's it's telepathic connection that we've got going on. Yeah, and and then he ends up going home and having to use his hands as suction cups on the wall to save his wife who's threatening to jump, but is actually harnessed in. But but really actually put her life in mortal peril by letting him suction cup hand her back across the gap because she didn't know that ledge was going to crumble. 
why didn't they just go in the window behind her? Yeah. I, I think I would have rather paid for someone's window if that wasn't my apartment there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, probably less than, than the damages of drilling in a a, a harness to the side of the building, yeah, in my too. opinion. Yeah. Or the installation, because that had to have been a pretty penny. But, uh, yeah, so we find out that Dr. Herfurfurfur's uh, mother, grandmother, has passed. Yeah. And... So his wife reveal, you know, she receives the phone call saying how much his inheritance is, and she's got to find a way of basically l- luring him back into the relationship with her. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that was her her plan was to basically look frail and lonely and sad and suicidal and get him to to kind of put all of his energy into taking care of her, and I guess then showering her with money at some point. See, and now because I had the the horror lens on it, this is the point where I thought, oh, okay, she's going to try to kill him and somehow exactly. he's going to keep evading it. And then eventually he's just going to screw top her head off and switch the brains. I didn't That's expect I, I didn't expect that actual brain transference technology to come into it. I thought, hey, her head already unscrews. So just plop a new brain in there. Yeah. Giddy up and you're good to go. That's what I was thinking was gonna happen eventually, because I figured, oh, you know, he's gonna realize that this because he even says Dr. Necessitor even says at one point that his uh, you know, methodology is not sound because pretty much everybody who's gone through it goes yeah you know like acting all crazy and stuff so uh you would think that this would be where dr herfurfur would step in and actually do some kind of life-saving or brain switching surgery yeah yeah but now all of a sudden he's the sidekick to whatever the technology is which yeah it's it's troublesome um so michael and you know, Anne, despite despite uh, you know, Dorothy like, you know, kind of weaseling her way back into the relationship, uh Michael and Anne the brain fall in love. Yeah. And, you know, he's taking her out on dates, on little boat trips. Yep. You know, and, and Dorothy's at home starting to feel lonely even though she's banging every bellhop and 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 gardener and and whomever around the around the clock yeah she she can't get over the fact that he's kissing wax lips on a jar in a oh robot. my god yeah <laughs> uh, i mean you just gotta you just gotta lean into it that's uh yeah if you're steve martin just okay the, and this is really commit. where the movie this is yeah this is where the, the movie asks not only steve martin to commit but the the audience <laughs> yeah because you get you get um you know dorothy she ends up you know Catherine kathleen turner's uh, character ends up putting she catches steve martin's character with the brain on the date catch kissing the wax lips and she decides to exact her revenge by putting the brain and the jar in a in an oven in an oven yeah cooking the brain cooking yeah. the brain and there's this moment where Steve Martin, she gives the dish some kind of like French name. And there's this point in the, in the scene where Steve Martin's trying to figure out what that smell is. And then he's trying to understand what she said in French. 
yeah. for the name of this dish. Yeah. And it takes him like literally 30 seconds. And then he realizes, oh, it's brain. And so he pulls, you know, An- uh, Anne's, or is it Anne? Yeah. Yeah, Anne. Uh, Anne's brain out of the, uh, it's weird because Anne's my mom's name. Oh. Um, <laughs> the brain out of the, the oven. And she tries, he, he says, Anne, count to 10. And she skips nine. She goes one, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. And then, whoo, Michael looks right at Dorothy and goes, you cut the nines out of her. Cut the nines out of her. Absolutely. Yeah. But we we find and, and it's at this point, too, that we just end up getting a ticking clock anyway, because you know, even though her the nines have been cooked out of her, we find out that well, she doesn't have long for this world anyway. She somehow survived the longest. Now, is that the only reason she can communicate with Steve Martin, or have all the other brains just not had the right telepathic connection walk through the door of Doctor Nessiter? Nessiter. So many questions that we'll never have answered. So yeah. much science that we'll never get to research because of the lack of brain studies yeah but that's got to be what it is is that they've got this soulmate brainwave connection so yes that's what i was thinking it was you got to find the right person to communicate with the other brains in the jars otherwise yeah you'll never know yeah it's wild and (laughs) so he he finds out everything was about his uh grandmother though his dead grandmother. Yes, that's he does. That's why she's being such a such a bitch, or so much nicer to him, I guess, because she does finally give in on sex. Finally, kind but of. It's very professional. Yeah, it's very professional. Very professional. I I I also like the I also like the scene where it's like that is the best time I've ever had without actually having sex <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forget exactly how it was phrased. Yeah. So then, you know, we find out about the timelines on the uh, ti- the time expirations on the brains. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Necessitor recommends to Michael that he should transplant Anne's brain or actually do the do the transference, excuse me, uh, Anne's brain into a, de- a recently deceased woman's body. Yeah. He's almost got it right. <laughs> he's he's almost there with it. He's almost there. <laughs> uh, and the, you know. So he basically fills a syringe with the window cleaner, uh, which is the same substance used by the elevator killer, and goes shopping. Yeah, he Shop- goes shopping for a body. Shopping and- for bodies. God, uh, the scene in the morgue where you know, no, 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 none of these were are going to do it for I- me. I'm just thinking about the uh, so he, he he you know he goes to the morgue and then he sees a girl get hit by a car but she's still alive. Yeah, or, he tries and, to kill her, <laughs> strangles her, <laughs> and uh, then the the worst thing is this. Uh, he picks up this prostitute uh-huh. who has the most in- annoying accent, and she's yeah. like, "It's in my voice! It's in my voice! Oh my god! It's my voice! Is it? People always <laughs> leave me when they talk to me." Yeah. Duke of oil, 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 Duke of oil, oil. Like this, this prostitute has like the worst, the worst. Like she's extremely attractive, but just has the worst voice on the planet. Oh, she's definitely and extremely. We, you know, she is because she definitely shows all her assets right there. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think this is yeah. This is the one time where we get like a real full body nude shot of a of well, not full nude, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, but still. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, more so more than it. the weird close up of the nipple in surgery. We, yes, which yeah. could have been a, which could have been a, easily a male nipple. Easily. Yeah. True. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um so his conscious he, he gets her up to a hotel room is like mere steps away from injecting the the window cleaner into her i'm gonna say butt because he was like really close to, into her ass cheek which yeah. uh again very nice and we and we appreciate the uh the view thank you directors yeah and Carl his Reiner. conscious his conscious gets away and to, you know he just doesn't he can't do it he can't go through with it he leaves and they always leave it's my voice. Um, so he leaves her. He leaves Fran, the annoying voiced prostitute in the hotel room. Gets in the elevator. Gets to, in the elevator. To and find finds, out. <laughs> finds the, 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 who the elevator killer is and finds out that he has killed Dolores, who is actually coming to kill him with a handgun. Yes. So this is the one shout out we missed in uh, in our cast list. Merv Griffin. Murphy. As the elevator killer, the uh, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Merv Griffin. Yeah, and then pull him up. and then it has the disclaimer at the end, at the very end of the credits that says that. Sorry, this was before the credits. Merv Griffin did not turn himself in and is still at large. <laughs> if you have any information about his whereabouts, call your local theater manager. Because yeah. <laughs> he literally, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll Michael turn myself him, in. He makes him promise. promise. You promise? You, you promise, promise to turn okay. yourself in, yeah. Um, And this is this is another stupid scene, but, you know, so Michael grabs Dolores' body, carries her out to the car, and <laughs> drives like a bat out of hell towards, you know, Dr. Necessitor's lab to do the brain and transplant to do the brain trans and Anne's almost dead and he gets pulled over by the cops and oh my they God. think that they think that he's drunk so they get him out and this is another we i don't know if it was when if it was in the same version that you saw but they ask him to do this like walk on his hands like like somersault yeah, thing yeah, yeah. to do to do a uh to do a, a sobriety test and at one point there's this terribly hard cut in the film where it's it goes from you know whoever you know this supposed steve martin going into a handstand and it's the hardest cut i've ever seen on a film to where it's like absolutely not this guy and it's just like the person wearing steve martin suit with a giant white wig and oh. he's doing like the he's walking on his hands he's doing the somersaults and the cartwheels and like all the flips and stuff and they're like oh yeah you're obviously not drunk okay <laughs> i i i did not notice the uh yeah, I I did not notice a hard cut, so it was really really bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I do like the silly joke of removing the subtitles. That one worked. Oh yeah. Funny. Oh, that you was, speak that English. Oh, funny. we can get rid of these subtitles now. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, that for me is like the Canadian bacon joke of here in Canada, everything has to be bilingual, so you have to yeah. translate everything into French. Like it's. <laughs> Uh, yeah no and that was like that was a super troopers type scene that worked absolutely for me, right like yeah. you know that that was trying to say meow 10 times that that was what that yeah. kind of scene was you know you or could like, totally it, um, see that in uh, Re reno, reno 911. 911 yeah you can yeah. see it in one of those films or or shows yeah so yeah he, he uh he takes the sobriety test the police <laughs> permit him to leave but as soon as he's about to leave dolores falls into his lap and they can see that she is clearly dead yes and so 
at that point, Michael just decides, screw it, reverses hard into the front of the car, and then takes off yeah. to Dr. Necessitor's lab to make sure that he can get Dolores, uh, Anne's brain into Dolores' body. This is the priority. Yeah. Yep. Gotta do this. Uh, he makes it to the lab where they attempt <laughs> said transference. Yeah. The, so, well, they, they attempt to barricade the door They do as attempt well. to barricade the door. And but luckily, luckily, the neighbor had a battering ram. Had a battering ram, but make sure that you return it. Yes, and but it, I like that they kept the gag of the really paper thin walls, so that yeah. <laughs> instead of them having to, you know, force down a door, they end up running all the way through the apartment and out over into the pool. Yeah, and have even to through a paper thin like wall into air just dropping down it was great yeah. yeah the yes the exterior build of wall of the building is also <laughs> made of paper and like hopefully it wasn't load bearing before they changed it to paper oh my god yeah so there, yeah they run there's some sort of physics going on here that i don't understand and then yeah so that that they they fail to capture him while they start the transference process but as they do and <laughs> There's a, a what would you call that? He hijinks, hijinks, a bunch of, you know. There's basically, you know, uh, we find out that Doctor Necessitor used par- arcade game parts for his machines, so everything kind of looks like a giant video game. Uh, he's got to use quarters to 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 make sure to to start up the transference machine. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, Michael had six quarters, which is the perfect amount. The perfect amount. The perfect amount. Yeah, fuck. I, I, I never have change anymore. I mean, I'm in such a cashless life that, you know, I'd be in trouble. She'd be dead. Yep. She'd be dead. She'd be dead. Dead. <laughs> yeah. And so now we get into the, the, the transference is kicking off and the cops make their way back up to the apartment. And, you know, they start as, you know, they, they engage the process. It's starting and all hell breaks loose because the cops are back up there. They they I think at one point they just shoot at dr you know her for her her, and they like flip a switch with their gunshot somehow yeah or or you know just like puncture the box in itself i don't know electricity science science (laughs) it's science weird science yeah we didn't weird science we didn't bring up even i forgot (laughs) to even mention at the top that oh shit this is science month so here we go it is bullets plus electricity equals blown out the fucking window Plus a giant plasma ball, yeah. you know, yeah, explosion, oh, yeah. and Doctor, we think Doctor, we think Doctor is dead, but he's actually just in a coma, yeah. floating in the pool. Mm-hmm. And then again, another hard cut to Doctor waking up after what was it, six weeks, something like that, or six months? It was either six, I think it was six weeks in in a coma, and he oh, can't okay. make up his... is is that why the weight gain is funnier then if it's only six weeks yes okay. yes i think that's why um so yeah w- yeah waking up six weeks later uh you know michael's in his hospital bed they tell him you know that that ann was okay or not ann sorry excuse me that dolores his wife is okay he wants to see her but also he doesn't <laughs> he wants to know which brain is in her he doesn't want her to see him like he is. He wants to see him. She, he wants her to see him standing. So he gracefully takes his legs off the, the bed and puts them on the floor. So he's like half leaning, half lazily off the bed. And he says, send her in. Yeah. You know, and then we see 
Anne, and she's and again, this is one of those parts in the movie, much like Shallow Howl, that don't really age too well. Well, yes and no. Because the one thing I will give this above something like Shallow Hal is, yes, they are doing some fat shaming here, and that's the punchline. However, he's not disgusted by it. Like, he just, he is so thankful that Anne is alive that even though he was questing for, like, the quote-unquote beautiful woman before... The fact that he's just so relieved that Anne, I think that is the one moment that's touching that shows growth in the character that I don't think Hal ever sees in Shallow Hal to that extent. I will 100% agree with you, and I apologize if I offended anybody. Absolutely correct. But uh, you were right. But I do agree that a 1983 movie, though, doesn't handle some of the jokes nicely leading up to that. Like the fact that he still insists on carrying her across the threshold. Oh, yeah. I mean, and hilarious struggles. physical comedy, but there is also an uncomfort to it in our current day and age climate, blah, 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 all those things. Yes. You know, so. I would like to, you know, to know how many. I mean, that's such like an outdated tradition anyways. it's it, I, I doubt anybody would even want to be like, oh, carry me across the threshold. I mean, that would also insinuate that, you know, a lot of people have homes that they've purchased because that used to be an old-fashioned way of yeah. like purchasing their first home together as a, as a husband and wife and then yeah. carrying across the threshold where nowadays people struggle to pay their rent. Yeah, I know I joked with my fiancé that I would carry her across the threshold when I got engaged to her and you know it's like we we joked about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we knew i wasn't going to do that someone was going to end up injured if i we attempted that there there'd either there'd either be a head sm smashed against the side of a door frame or there would be a back thrown out or a knee popped or something yeah somebody's going to be sore yeah <laughs> that's the end of it but yeah that's kind of the end of it they they you know they get married which well, they they were married. Did they, they were already married. Did they get remarried? I guess did so. I, did maybe. I miss a part, or did I not write something down? Well, maybe she, maybe he carried, because I mean, maybe they had like a. I think he just carried her across the threshold because she was yeah. a new person. Maybe they had a renewal, but I don't remember a, a whole new ceremony. I thought it went from the hospital to him carrying her across the threshold to. No, I think they did because at the end of the movie, they're actually both dressed in white, and she has like, like, she's not wearing the same outfit she was wearing when she came, like picked him up at the hospital. So they oh. must have like that must have been one of those things. That, again, I will say that I said from the beginning, this movie wasn't edited the best, so True. there might have been some yeah. stuff that got cut out that they didn't really explain. Um, but yeah, they did get married. He carries her or he attempts to carry her across the threshold, and really, again. Another weird cut is as soon as he carries her or tries to get her across the threshold, it cuts to credits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? I'm going to save that for final thoughts. I'm just okay. going to go right now. There we go. That is the man with two <laughs> brains. Now, Aaron on IMDb, it scored 6.4 out of 10, has a meta score of 61. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has 78% on the tomato meter and an audience rating of 64. 
So identical audience ratings, at least, even if the critics don't agree. But Aaron, those are just numbers like uh, Gorilla hitting you in the face or did I think that happened at one point? I don't know. (laughs) Hit us with some reviews. All right. So film file back in 2005 gave this movie a 10 out of 10. Holy shit. Yes. Holy shit. And and he said, or they state, I don't know why, but it seems that what is funny is about the most difficult thing to agree on. For me, I can't, I can really count, or excuse me, I can count really funny films on two hands. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Marx Brothers, Woody Allen, Big Business. This is a long list. Why put a list within a list? I can't believe I missed seeing this film up to now, and I'm so glad. I was on some film person's recommended list because I have just finished an hour and a half of continuous laughter. Uh, maybe this person's like 75 or 80 years old. Maybe well, it, it's funny just because I, I just got on like a bit of a, you know, gazing off into the short distance. You know, I was standing on a <laughs> cliff somewhere, you know, and as soon as he said, dirty, rotten scoundrels. And I was, I was smelling the air of, the dirty rotten scoundrels movie because i'm like oh that's good (laughs) that's good steve martin yes the dirty Um, rotten scoundrels does not seem like it belongs on the same list as man with two brains except for the fact that steve martin is in both of them same with planes trains and automobiles i mean that was another weird one to throw in there if you're comparing it to this no i would never i would never different yeah how yeah. dare you, sir? How dare you, uh, Mr. Review Writer or Mrs. Review Writer? Or back in 2003, uh, Shimmering Oron wrote this one-star review. Now, nine, mind you, one out of ten. And he titled it, or they titled it, A Load of Crap. Load of Crap. Yes. The intro to the movie is enough to make me want to turn off my DVD player. This is showing its age. Uh, I can't believe <laughs> that on the case of the movie's DVD, it says Steve Martin's funniest movie. My reaction after finishing the movie, what the hell? I didn't find anything in this movie funny enough to actually laugh at. As a matter of fact, it came off as quite disturbing. I couldn't believe that Steve Martin had played such a lowly role. The movie was more depressing than it was supposed to be funny. I I would like to find out that the person quoted was saying Steve Martin's funniest role. It's like Steve Martin's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now I'm going to read this. The last one I'm going to read you, but it's it's. Middle of the road. So this oh, is I love it. Ten, one, and five. I exactly. love it. This is a middle of the road review right here. And it says, an occasionally mildly amusing scene, but overall, it's still pretty lame. I had never heard of this film until I learned that it was available for free rental at my local library. Which I appreciate the local library use here. Yes. Okay? Yes, so call- thank you, Beta Gallinger. Colin, okay? a big advocate over on uh, exactly. this show. Yeah. Before watching it, I was aware of Steve Martin's starring role. I had seen him in some funny movies before, and the premise looked intriguing, although I did see the rating on IMDb, which wasn't as high as expected. With all this in mind, I wasn't expecting a masterpiece, but I was hoping for at least a reasonable comedy. But even with those moderate expectations, I was still disappointed. Now, this has three full paragraphs, but I'm just going to sum it up with the ending, which says, In the end, I sort of wondered what I just watched. Like I said, Steve Martin has been in some funny films, such as the hilarious Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, automobiles, but this is clearly not one of the stronger films of his career. (laughs) Okay, so that's, 
I think that's kind of what we uh, started roasting the other or that 10 out of 10 guy about. Was. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So people obviously know good, you know, Steve Martin. And now they have a chance to know bad Steve Martin. They can tell the difference, at least. Yeah, we know that yes. people can tell the difference between, <laughs> you know, mixed nuts and uh, and planes, trains, <laughs> and automobiles, or L.A. Story and Roxanne and <laughs> you know, Father of the Bride. Right on. So yeah, um, so we got some sixties. It's everything's kind of floating around 60s except for the out of control 78 from critics over on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Here's my thought on this movie. Like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like a prop comic made a movie. It was like if somehow there was some high budget prop comedy going on here is sort of how I felt. It was Mel Brooks not done as well as Mel Brooks. It was Monty Python not done as well as Monty Python. It was all of those things. It was the Zucker Brothers not as good as the, you know, the Zucker Brothers. It wanted to be all those things, but it was none of those things. But, my God, I thought it was hilarious. I fucking laughed my ass off so many times in this movie. But the movie itself was terrible. So I think that's where I'm sitting with this movie. I think that, I mean, just like a prop comic, you get tired of it eventually. It's like, okay, (laughs) I, I could watch a reel on Instagram of Carrot Top doing something. But... I don't want to watch the full hour special it came from. Yeah. And so, I don't know. This at least kept my entertainment for longer. It at least entertained me for the full 90 minutes because I laughed at a lot of bits. But I'm glad there's not a whole series of... I, I'm sorry to put it on him, but Carl Reiner made spoof comedies like this unless I'm just drastically low on my knowledge for Carl Reiner movies. Was he Princess Bride? No, that was Rob Reiner, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can't think of what all Carl Reiner... Oh, he's when Harry met Sal... Or was that Rob Reiner? Fuck, see? So, yeah, that's... I think I'm going to call it there on The Man with Two Brains. I found it very funny... But I don't think I'll ever watch it again because it's ultimately not a movie that I enjoyed the plot of enough or, you know, I don't know. I I wanted him to be the one to put the brain in. I wanted him to take control of having the woman of his dreams. That's what I wanted. So that that was the ending I wanted. I didn't want the whole lab blowing up at the end. I still want to know where the man with two brains came in. Well, uh, he is it when he did surgery on two of them? I I have to assume it's just the idea that he he wants her because she's alive already and she has a sexy body, but he wants the other brain. 
So he's deciding between the two brains because yeah. even though there's I'm, a body attached to Kathleen Turner's brain, he is still you still interact with the brain. Yeah, I could see it being like maybe like it was kind of a play on like a man of two minds. A man you of know? two minds. Yeah, I could almost see it being like that. Like you know, he's just two different like tra- two different school of thoughts because he's obviously you know he's a doctor. He's supposed to be selfless. He's supposed to be loving, which he is. Yeah. But he's also realizing he's in a crappy relationship and he's found a woman who is his soulmate, but it's just a brain. Yeah. So you know, there's like kind of a couple of ways to look at it i agree um with your second part that i just really did not like this movie and and i would say that there were maybe a cup maybe one or two spots that i really did laugh at something and i think I, i i think i went into this hoping for like a father of the bride you know uh, more of a sentimental comedy the ones we have mentioned yeah even dirty rotten scoundrels is more of a a, 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 like just a a linear story okay yeah and 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 again not a prop or like a sketch comedy movie yeah that's what this really felt like it did feel very mark you know uh very brooks so it was very very like you know almost and i i say the the you know um history of the world or you know uh space balls where it's like scene after scene after scene is always a different joke yeah and that's what this one kind of felt like every different scene was like a different joke um and i would have really have liked the like them to have some of the comedy in it but more of a linear story and more of a a, a consistent style yeah yeah okay yeah, absolutely. So, because some of it is very slapstick, some of it is very vaudeville, like I said before. You know, yeah. So yeah, you do have. They're just let's throw all of this at the wall and see if any of it sticks. Yeah. You know, if we throw it all, then hey, there's just safety in numbers. <laughs> hit you with just hit you with a like comedy bazooka. Yes, right, exactly. Right, Minus right, the nines. Right in the face. Five minus the nines. <laughs> Is that what you said? Minus the nines. Yeah, minus the nines because they've been cooked out of her. They've been cooked out of us. There we go. Well, I guess yeah. Is that all you got to say? That's all. That's I got. all you got to say. There we go. <laughs> that is the man with two brains. Okay, so you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something new here. So don't worry about credits. I got something new here. So. All the usual things. That's all I'm going to say. All the usual things. Tell a friend about the show. Like and subscribe to the show. If you haven't, rate and review the show. And thanks to the people who already have. Email the show. Our DMs are open at IUsedToLikeThisOne.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Is it X now? Is it fucking X? I don't... It's X. It's, it's just X. It's no it's longer Twitter. X. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> or Instagram at, at IUsedToLikeThisOne. Look us up. We're there. Our website tells you where to find us. IUsedToLikeThisOne.com. Donate to the show. Become an executive producer. Go over to Patreon.com slash IUsedToLikeThisOne and get a shout out like Joshua Blum. And if you want to hear more from me and my stories of being a bus driver, check out my other podcast in front of the yellow line. Aaron, where can they find you? See, I thought I'd blow through it today. Fuck, <laughs> fuck uh, credits. It's all well, in you the can... show notes. I'm sorry. It's I all in the cutting, show notes. I keep cutting you off. You're good. I love the excitement. I love the energy. I love the energy. You can find me at the Oblivion Bar Podcast, pretty much Oblivion Bar Pod. 
uh, at Oblivion Bar Pod on any social media platform. You can also find me now over on kick.com streaming under the name Better Actions as usual. So kick.com forward slash Better Actions or just find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Hell, even check out my TikTok, Better Actions. Nice. Nice. So what is that one? Kick. What? Kick? Kick is like the new version of Twitch. It's just less uh, ruled by an evil corporation such as Amazon. Oh, okay. Outstanding. <laughs> I wasn't aware. There's one called like, uh, what is it? Fucking Blue Sky or something like that? Yeah, Blue Sky is like yeah. the new, like, it's like the new um, Twitter type of thing. But you have to be invited? Yeah, you have to have invites. Do yeah. you want an invite? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I Sure. I downloaded okay, the you. app. I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you an invite. <laughs> so yeah, theme music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band Carter and the Capitals anywhere you listen to music. See, I'm just cutting everything out. It's all in the fucking show notes. So Aaron, ooh, Science Month. Even though I, it was like most of the way through the show before I even thought to mention anything about Science Month. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So what what do we have next? Oh, this this one's yours. Ooh, yes, I, real I've, I've genius. Ne- yeah, I've never seen this movie. Real genius. I know it has Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah, yep, it's a Val Kilmer flick. It's one of my favorites. And I will say, I already have started my research on it, and I was interested to find like it's Val Kilmer, and then everyone else is like nobody. Yeah, yeah, and it's so great. I'm I'm looking forward to this because I haven't watched it yet. So yeah. I'm so, excited for you. Real genius. Ah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I'm very excited for you. I cannot wait to hear you discuss this movie. So there we go. So <laughs> next week, real genius. Thanks for listening. I'm Sean. And across from me is Aaron Knowles. And join us next time when we take a look at real genius. See, I mixing it up. And I used yeah. to like this one. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I can, uh, we can split that in half if you want to say some of that. But yeah, I just thought I think you it. nailed like, it. Yeah, let's just get it out of the way. Yeah.